In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Hey, listeners, Jeff Zimfer, your host for Mortgage Marketing Radio. Thank you so much for taking time to tune in again. I just wanted to say that I appreciate you. I know you are busy and you've got a lot going on in your life. So the fact that you actually carve out time to you know, listen to these episodes, I'm thrilled about that. And I'd be curious to know if this is uh, your first time hearing this, if you're a loyal repeat listener or what's the story. And so drop me a line if you'd like anytime. And that email address is info at mortgagemarketinginstitute.com, info at mortgagemarketinginstitute.com. And also, if you uh, make sure you don't want to miss any future episodes, you know, subscribe on iTunes. And if you wouldn't mind, just taking a moment, just leave us a review, whether it's select the number of stars, you want to rate the uh, podcast, you want to leave a, a positive comment or two. Um, what I'll be doing actually moving forward is we're going to be doing kind of a weekly contest win. So if somebody uh, each week, I'll select somebody who's left a, a review or a positive comment or subscribed on iTunes and picking them out and giving them a free coaching session plus a free gift certificate. So more details about that to come. All right, so enough of that. Let's get into this week's special guest. Um, I'm thrilled to bring you somebody I've been following for a while and I respect a lot in the space where there's a lot of noise, a lot of people trying to sell you stuff and shove stuff down your throat. Um, and, and so I'm very honored that um, this woman, Katie Lance, made time to come share some of her energy and expertise. So a quick intro into Katie, who she is. So Katie, interestingly enough, for years um, has been the chief strategist and social media director for Inman News. If you haven't heard of Inman News, it's kind of like uh, Katie calls it the Wall Street Journal of the real estate industry. And they do, you know, lots of different conferences and things like that across over, over the years. And so they have a huge following of real estate and mortgage related professionals in there. But Katie, I tell you what, when it comes to social media, you know, her tagline is, you know, how to get smart with social media. And she sure does because um, she took uh, Inman's social footprint from just 7,000 fans and followers to more than 250,000. And she was actually the uh, key person that launched Inman's ambassador program, which uh, currently includes some of the real estate's most socially active members. As a matter of fact, that ambassador program has a reach now of well over 2 million friends and followers. So the resume goes on and on about Katie. She co-founded Inman Next, which is the leading real estate industry blog and uh, was the managing editor for Forum, which is the future of real estate marketing, a very highly respected um, blog in real estate. And the list goes on and on and on. And I, I asked Katie here today because I know a lot of us, myself especially, you know, struggle with how do I, how do I make sense of social media? You know, there's a lot of noise out there telling, you know, about the hustle and the grind and you got to be everywhere all the time and always on. And so I wanted to kind of dispel some of those myths, but also provide really the goal is provide some, a roadmap, some guidance on, look, we know we need to be active socially, right? And engage because that's how people buy today and how people build trust and loyalty, right? So we know we need to be online, but the question is, 
you know, where do we need to be everywhere? How much, how often, what kind of content, you know, um, how do I manage this social media animal and get, you know, fit this into my day, right? Share some success stories. We're going to go into those on today's uh, show. Um, what are the social media errors? The big question, should I outsource my social media or not? Right on and on. So I think you're going to be um, really pleased with today's session. And so I'm excited to bring Katie Lance to you today. And without further ado, let's get into the show. Hey, Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. It's great to catch you because I know you're flying all over the place and very, very busy. As a matter of fact, uh, we were just talking about how you uh, recently came back from uh, Inman Connect, San Francisco, and you were a featured speaker there with a number of sessions. And so I do definitely want to talk about some of the highlights that came out of that. As a matter of fact, I was looking at your presentation you put on SlideShare um, and on your blog and sites, which we'll direct people to in a few minutes. But um, before we get into kind of the content, and boy, we could talk forever about social media. Um, if you wouldn't mind, just take a moment and tell the listeners who may not be familiar with you. I know you've got a big presence in the real estate space, doing some stuff in mortgage as well. But who? what are you all about? What do you help people do in social media? Yeah, absolutely. So I run a social media marketing company, uh, Katie Lance Consulting. Uh, I was previously with Inman News for many years. I was the chief strategist and uh, social media director for Inman News. Uh, which I always say is kind of like the Wall Street Journal <laughs> for the real estate world. Right. And uh, did a lot of uh, a lot of stuff with them. Just my whole background is in marketing and branding and launched our consulting company about uh, almost four years ago. And so we specialize in consulting for real estate brokerages, franchises, and mortgage companies, helping them get smarter about social media. And we also do a lot of training and, and coaching in the industry. Mm. Just launched our academy recently. And uh, we just really feel like there's a big need in the industry to help um, help real estate professionals and also mortgage professionals get really smarter about how they're using social media to build their business and also keep in touch with past clients. Excellent. Thank you. You know, you said something, get smart about social media. That's one of the things you help people do. And <laughs> I think that's a great tagline um, because I, I know for me, right, I'm trying to manage everything related to social media. There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of bright, shiny objects, bells and whistles and stuff. So you know, when you first engage with somebody, and you, where do you start? How do you start? How do you identify to give them some direction? Usually one of the first things that we do when we're first working with a new client, we do what's called a social media audit. Okay. And uh, the word audit's always a little scary <laughs> for mm -hmm. some people. Right. But it basically allows us to do a deep dive and to kind of have a 30,000-foot view as an outsider. Because a lot of times it uh, you know, whether you're an agent or a mortgage professional, it's it's easy to just get caught up in the weeds and caught up in your in what you do day to day. And it's very rarely do you get a chance to have someone kind of do a do a deep dive through everything you're doing, especially in social. Mm -hmm. So we peel back the layers. We look at everything from if they're doing blogging or video, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all across the board. And, you know, we come back to them with, with the good, the bad. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and the <laughs> ugly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And, and sometimes there's a lot of low-hanging fruit like, oh, gosh, you know, you don't have your email anywhere or your website link doesn't work. You know, like just things that we just don't check. You know, we put them up there, kind of set it and forget it. Right. Uh, and then there's the the bigger issue of you know you're you're, you're maybe you're missing out on an opportunity to connect with people, uh, you know through maybe Facebook Live or you know Facebook advertising could be a little bit better you know as far as your targeting. So yeah. that's generally where we kind of start, uh, you know, start the conversation. But everybody's different, you know. There's no one size fits all. Well, and that's great feedback. And and I, I asked you that because I think a lot of people are confused about where to start, right? And I think you do have to start from the beginning and the basics. Make sure you've got that foundational. You've got wheels on on your car, number one. <laughs> um, and then two is okay. So now what's let's I'm on this metaphor now. What's the gas we're going to put in the car? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of gas we could put in. Like you mentioned, Facebook Live. There's Twitter. There's LinkedIn. There's there's Snapchat. So how do you help somebody to decide? Because you know I've heard this purported out there that you know there seems to be this, 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 this promotion around, Hey, you got to be everywhere, man, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, right. and, and I don't know how, how that sits with you. I've got some thoughts on that, but I know that's a struggle for the average user to be everywhere. So how would you provide some direction for people that are dealing with that perception that they need to be everywhere? Yeah, I think, I think there is that perception and that pressure, especially as all these new platforms and you know, the next shiny object comes around. Um, for me, I always try to, to give the advice of, I don't think you necessarily need to be everywhere. I don't think you need to be on Twitter and Pinterest and Facebook and, you know, 20 different places. I think for most people, picking one or two platforms, but going all in 
and really making a big splash with those tends to make the most sense. But I will say once someone gets a strategy in place, that's where adding on multiple platforms can really help because at, at, at the end of the day, it's really about distribution. If you're creating great content, maybe you've got a great blog or a video or a podcast, you've got to be, it's not just about creating that, it's about getting it out there into multiple platforms. And the agents and brokers that have that are in multiple places and they're doing it well, they've sort of learned that secret sauce that it's about creating one or two pieces of great killer content, pillar content once a month, and then how do you slice and dice it? So it makes sense on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, you know, without completely reinventing the wheel. Okay, great. So back to your um, comment about not needing to be everywhere and you're, you're agreeing with that in the early stages and you mentioned picking one or two platforms and going all in. How does, mm-hmm. knowing that our listeners are real estate and mortgage, how does one identify the right platforms for them? Well, I think first of all, in general, I think Facebook is still one of the number one platforms. I mean, it's the numbers don't lie. You know, there's over a billion users. Generally speaking, most of our clients, potential clients, I mean, everybody from, you know, kids to our grandparents are <laughs> are practically on Facebook. And and not only that, but I think Facebook has um, one of the best options for advertising. I think it's one of the best ad, ad spends that anybody in real estate or mortgage could put their money uh, into. Right. So I think that's, uh, you know, first of all, that's, I think Facebook is a a big place to be. But I also think you want to look at two other things. Number one, where do you like what, you know, what's, what's fun to you for a lot Mm. of people. They like, they like Snapchat. It just makes a lot of sense. Or maybe it's Periscope or where there's something to be said about doing something you like. If you feel like it's, you hate it, you shouldn't do it. And then second of all, where, where are your clients? And I think a lot of times we just assume, I hear this all the time. Oh, my clients aren't, aren't on Snapchat. And so my response is, well, have you asked them? (laughs) (laughs) And yes, there's some people who aren't. And there's some people who aren't on Facebook. I totally get that. But, you know, uh, it's amazing. Wait a minute. Did you say there's some people who aren't on Facebook? (laughs) There are. I know. There's, you know, two two or three of them. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, so just, you know, putting it out there and asking and and, uh, and not assuming, I think, is a big thing. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's a great point to kind of survey your audience. And the the thing I just thought of is particularly to the the mortgage and real estate space, uh, and I know you've you've done some research on millennials and knowing that, you know, they are definitely one of those segments that's on Snapchat. Is that what you found? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Snapchat's big demographic. Forty uh, percent of Snapchat users are between the ages of like eighteen to thirty-four. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's that's a huge, a huge demographic, right. uh, and it'll I think continue to to grow and grow. Same thing with uh, Instagram. Instagram's a great place to connect with, you know, people who might be a little burned out on Facebook because their parents are on Facebook. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so yeah, great place for that. Yeah, okay, too. great. So good points, right? Pick pick one or two platforms, and a key point to that is a, p- a platform that you like because I totally get what you're saying. Is about like like if I'm not into the whole Snapchat thing, then I'm just not going to use it. So don't bother trying to force myself to use something, right? So if it's yeah. Facebook and YouTube, great. Or if it's Facebook and something else, but clearly what I'm hearing for you from you is. Um, in most situations, um, one of the platforms you need to have some kind of presence on is Facebook for the reasons you mentioned. Definitely. And okay. I would also say, too, just to add on to that just quickly, mm-hmm. is that I'd also recommend, especially in real estate and mortgage, to also consider LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And LinkedIn is you know it's not as fun as Facebook or as flashy as Snapchat, but LinkedIn is still an important place. When someone is thinking of working with you and they Google you, LinkedIn is usually one of the first things that comes up. So you know, you don't necessarily need to spend a ton of time on LinkedIn day in and day out like you might on Facebook or Snapchat, but you want to make sure your LinkedIn's up to date and that it's not reflecting who you were 10 years ago, that it's reflecting who you are right now. Yeah. And, and of course, um, you know, you mentioned burned out on Facebook, I think is what you said, but because of, you know, if you're a millennial, your parents are on there, but there's the other issue of social media fatigue. And I'm sure you see a lot of this people talking about like LinkedIn, for example, you brought that up. So there seems to be a growing um, you know, uh, pushback to LinkedIn. Um, mm-hmm. And you always see those people saying, hey, put this on Facebook. It doesn't belong here. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, LinkedIn's not the place for, you know, your cat videos or what you had for <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> it's right. not a professional network. But there's still some, you know, there's some definitely big benefits of, of LinkedIn. For okay. Sure. All right. So, and I want to dive into some ideas, you know, actual practical ideas on how people can use a, a variety of these platforms we talked about. And so this is probably a good transition to um, diving into the conversation or presentation you had, one of them up at uh, Inman Connect San Francisco, 
you know, you talked about some, some, some highlights there, I think, of what you see um, coming in the future. And one of those is Facebook Live. And I, I've been experimenting with Facebook Live, and I definitely see some, some benefits around that in terms of just reach. And it, it's become pretty obvious to me that Facebook is... For those people that are using live, giving you much more reach than if you're just doing a static image. Is that true? Absolutely. Uh, it's 100% true. Yeah. I mean, we, in general, we are we are very visual, right? Yeah. And there's so much we are in information overload. There's so much information coming at us. And really, the number one way to stand out, especially on Facebook, is visual content. So photos, graphics are huge. But to take that a step further, video. And now with live video, it allows users to create video quickly, easily with your mobile device. And the fact that it's live means it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, not everything has to be completely, you know, in place. It's not scripted. And you're doing two things. Number one, you're providing great live content. People can interact with you in real time, which I think is very beneficial for an industry where there's still sometimes a lack of trust. Mm -hmm. So being able to, to build that trust. And then second of all, once you create a piece of live content, it then, become, it then becomes a, a video that stays on your Facebook page. It, it can be repurposed. You can add it up onto YouTube or add it to your website, and, and it, it, it really extends the shelf life of right. that piece of content. And you're absolutely right. The, the reach is incredible. I mean, I've been doing a few Facebook Lives every week, and without even putting money behind it and paying for it, we're seeing, I mean, I'm seeing thousands of people who are seeing that compared to other posts on my Facebook page, uh, which is uh, not in the thousands. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just released a podcast earlier this week and it was just a static image, my usual podcast image. And I noticed like, you know, for whatever reason over the last several weeks, the reach on that and has been really dramatically decreasing. And so it, it caused me to think, it was like, geez, you know, now do I have to put together a Facebook Live kind of video to promote the podcast to, to keep that reach up there, you know? Right. Yeah, I think there's I think there's, there's definitely opportunities for that. You know, yeah. you could do kind of a behind the scenes or, you know, things that weren't, you know, made, didn't make the cut, you know, of your podcast mm. or something. Which, by the way, yeah, it's a good, it's a couple of things. Now, first of all, um, I don't know how you are with this where, you know, I didn't, I didn't kind of prep you for this, but I know you have a Facebook live cheat sheet available on your site. And I'm just wondering if you wouldn't mind directing some people there. I've got the URL ha yeah. handy if you, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually have a whole post on my website about sort of Facebook live. And within that you can download it. It's just um, katielance.com forward slash FB live. Okay. And that'll take you to the post on my website, and then there's the link to download it. But yeah, we, we created this cheat sheet to uh, to just you know give agents and, and mortgage profes professionals uh, some ideas of what the, you know if if I were to go live, what the heck would I talk about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? right. Well, that's that's the whole big question. And by the way, the reason why I wanted to direct users there is or listeners is because right there's 30 different ideas there that you talk about, so we can't dive into them all today. But it's a great resource for them to take away. But um, in the context of let's let's say mortgage because these are my although I do want the listeners my my listeners in the mortgage space to share this uh, recording with their agents because you know it, it covers both areas but any suggestions you would have for a mortgage professional perhaps on how they would use Facebook Live to drive audience engagement on Facebook to build following credibility you know all the usual stuff. Yeah, I think there's a few things. I think um, I think there's a huge opportunity in mortgage to do some sort of either weekly or monthly, some sort of live Facebook, uh, I'll use the word show for lack of a better word, right. but to be able to come on and do a mortgage Q&A or to talk about what's happening in the market, you know, what's the latest things, what should, uh, you know, realtors be aware of, but also what should, you know, if you're uh, thinking of getting a, a mortgage, maybe you're looking to refinance, maybe you're a first time home buyer and being a really valuable source of information. Um, we're actually seeing some of the credit bureaus are starting to do that. Um, Experian, for example, has got a great uh, presence on Periscope, which is another another mm. live streaming platform, and they do a show a few uh, once a week or so. Um, you know, basically coming on, they've got a topic where they're sharing uh, information and they're answering questions. And uh, you know, I think that there's a big opportunity in mortgage to be able to do that, to be able to answer questions. Uh, to just talk about, you know, uh, maybe specific loan products. Obviously, in mortgage, you want to be careful. There's compliance issues. Mm. But if you can come from a place of, you know, here's a few questions I get asked all the time, or here's the top, you know, top five things you want to think about before you reach out to a mortgage professional. And I would recommend, you know, anybody in mortgage, just, just kind of brainstorm. What are the questions you get asked all the time? Um, who are the people you love to work with? 
uh, and being that source of, of knowledge and, and coming from a place of abundance. I talked about this at Inman versus, oh, I'm not going to share anything, you know, mm. <laughs> I, that's, that makes, that makes a big difference. And then being consistent with it, you know, so maybe it's every Tuesday, tip Tuesday or, uh, you know, right. whatever that might be. But it, what's exciting is that when you start to consistently do that and consistently start to create content, it doesn't take years and years and years. I mean, within a matter of weeks, people will notice and they'll, you know, you'll, you'll find people reaching out saying, I love your show or I think that's great you're doing that. And you start to just build this traction really quickly that generates, that turns into referrals and in business, which is exciting. And what do you say to the people who don't like the way I look on video. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I understand. Uh, I, I mean, you kind of have to get over it, to be honest. <laughs> right. And that's sort of the harsh truth. But it, it is what it is. You know, we're, we're not all models. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly not. But the, and I, the other thing I'll say is, is doing live video or video of any kind, it's a muscle. The first time mm. you do it, you'll feel awkward. Nobody will tune in. You'll think it was the worst thing ever. <laughs> I've had that happen. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And then you do it again, and then you do it again. And I don't think anyone's ever completely comfortable with how they look on camera. But right. the more you do it, the better you get. And I will also say the more you do live video, <laughs> sort of an added perk is you become a better communicator. Right. You know, you become better at thinking on your feet. Uh, and just in general, I think just you just become, you know, a better communicator. So it, it, it definitely gets better with, uh, with practice. You just got to work that muscle. <laughs> and, and also when it comes to, you know, you mentioned a show, Facebook live show, um, and the great tips you shared there. Uh, I'm thinking this because, you know, I help mortgage loan officers add value to real estate agents. Um, what about some type of a weekly show specifically for agents kind of like on the loan officers, you know, business page or whatnot, or the realtor dedicated page where they're sharing helpful tips for agents? Absolutely. I think yeah. that could be a huge benefit uh, for anybody in mortgage who, you know, if you, you can share those tips, either either it's real estate focused and you're targeting, um, you know, your realtor partners and, and colleagues or it's, uh, you know, more client based. Mm. But I, I think that's a great idea. And what I would recommend if a, if a mortgage professional is going to do that is is just is to think a little bit about promoting it ahead of time. And it doesn't require a whole lot of promotion, but maybe the day before or the morning of, you send an email to, you know, the realtors who are on your database. Just send a quick email. Hey, you know, just so you know, I'm, I'm doing this tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Here's the link. Would love for you to tune in. And then maybe you put up a, a, you know, a little blurb on your Facebook page an hour before. Hey, in an hour, I'm going to be doing this. And it's just a little bit of pre-promotion. And then you do the Facebook Live. And then once it's over, again, I would later in the day or the next day, send an email back out and say, hey, in case you missed it, here's the recording. Here's some of the, the tips we shared. And, you know, that way you've kind of, you've, you've kind of created an event versus just, okay, I'm going to do this, <laughs> mm. you know? So a little bit of pre-promotion and post-promotion um, can make a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. And then I guess the other thing too, I know you make a point of this is social media is a marathon, not a sprint is yeah. like in the, your example of, you know, you're host of Facebook live and it's crickets, nobody shows up. Well, you both of us have had that happen. Uh, <laughs> you got to start somehow, right? And you first ride that bike, yeah, you're going to fall. But just realize in order for this to really pay off, you know, too many people I think are looking for the quick hit. They expect like, oh my gosh, I'm on, I'm on social media and <laughs> I should be getting these massive amounts of leads. It, right. it doesn't work like that. And you mentioned consistency. Um, and there's a, a few reasons why. One of them is, and maybe you can help convey some ideas on, you know, rising above the noise, right? Because there's a lot of noise uh, and distraction on social media. So what's, I think why video, Facebook Live in particular, is standing out right now is because it is, right, different than what's been on there for so long. And it's capturing people's attention. And like you said, video, we're humans. We've grown up in this video TV generation. Uh, you know, we love it. Absolutely. Yeah, there is a inordinate amount of noise out there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, more so than ever before. I think there's been more content created in the last you know few years since like, you know, compared to the beginning of time. It's, it's ridiculous. Mm. So I think video is a huge opportunity. Facebook Live, you know, for sure. But it, it definitely is a marathon and not a sprint. And, and that's why I always say, you know, you can't just look at Facebook and go, well, I'll squeeze it in here. and I'll do two minutes here, two minutes there. And not that it needs to take over your whole life, because obviously you have a business, and, and that's you know why you're in business. But it's we're at a point now in 2016 where it's not it's not a new shiny object. It's not hmm. even really an option, in my opinion. It's it's the way it's a it's one other way of how we're doing business. It's one other 
really valuable way to generate new business and to keep in touch with, with clients and, and realtors. So, uh, you know, it, it, it can't be looked at as like this little add-on, like a bolt-on. It's really, you really got to think about it. How does this make sense in the overall, you know, scheme of your business? Just like with, you know, I always use the example of imagine, you know, imagine as a mortgage professional, you told yourself, okay, I'm only going to answer the phone for five minutes a day because I don't want to <laughs> be on the phone all day. <laughs> right. But that's sort of the advice we hear about social media. And, Again, I don't think anybody should be on Facebook all day long, but just understand it. It's it's not just cat videos and you know people playing Candy Crush. It's a it's a really valuable way to uh, to build your business. Yeah, if you're smart about it, right? Let's be intelligent. Absolutely. Which is yes. you know, obviously you know what you're doing out there is helping people be smart about it. Um, exactly. Okay, so let's let's uh, switch into then the the talk or one of the talks I guess you gave uh, at Inman. Um, I, I'm kind of intrigued with this concept of traditional marketing plus new tech equals mm-hmm. new and lasting relationships. And you talked about that at Inman. What, what do you set that up for us? What does that mean? Yeah. So, you know, for, for, for years and years, obviously there was, there was traditional marketing and that's, that's where I got my start in marketing, right? Doing newspaper ads and magazines and, and what everything. They would, what they would call interruption marketing. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Today. Exactly. Right. Right. Billboards and right. commercials, commercials that we fast forward and we don't watch and <laughs> all of that. Right. And now we have, you know, quote unquote, new technology, the Internet and social media, digital marketing and everything. And so where I really believe is that I, I don't necessarily think it's one or the other. I think traditional marketing still works in some regard. It depends on, on what it is, obviously. Mm. But I think where the, the magic or the secret sauce is when, is when you can bridge the two. And so an example of that is, you know, for example, on, on Facebook, we, we all know when it's someone's birthday, right? And we could be one of the 300 people that writes on their wall and says happy birthday, or we could take it a step further and be one of the three people that calls them <laughs> on their birthday mm. or two days ahead of time, sends them a card in the mail. And I really believe in this philosophy of taking the online offline, right? Where we see things that happen in real life, whether it's, you know, happy things, you know, not so happy things, whatever it might be. And you know, and connecting with people beyond just writing on their Facebook page. There's so much, uh, I know it sounds corny, but there's a lot of magic in the one-to-one. When you can reach out to someone personally and say, hey, you know, I saw what you posted and just thinking of you or congratulations, it doesn't take a whole lot. It's just this extra effort to sort of surprise and delight people and bridge that gap between traditional and new technology. And and because of what we do is such a relationship business you know, for most people, I talked about this at Inman, for most people, buying and selling a home is an extremely personal, emotional, stressful process. Mm-hmm. And when we think beyond, oh, they're just a lead, it's just another transaction. And you, you know, get into that philosophy of, of understanding that that's, I think, such a big opportunity. And when you can share that, especially on social media, uh, and how you, you know, have helped clients or, or whatever the story is, it's, it's such a powerful thing. Yeah, and I think one of the things you talk about there is surprise and delight, right? That's what you're alluding to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. You know, there's. I don't think we talk enough about that in social media. We talk a lot about how often to post and what platforms to be on. Which, and by the way, that's all an important conversation. I'm not discounting yeah. that. But you know, when you can surprise someone, I mean, I'll, I'll give you a real actionable tip here because mm-hmm. I know I'm, I'm sure you're looking for actionable items. <laughs> <laughs> but one of my favorite things to do is. Within Facebook. So within Facebook, there's the Facebook Messenger app, which I'm sure you're familiar with, Facebook Messenger. Well, what a lot of people don't know with Facebook Messenger is you can actually leave voice messages for people. You Mm. can call them, but you can also leave a voice message. So one of the ways I try to surprise and delight people on their birthday is instead of just writing on their wall, I'll... Now, of course, if it's my mom, I'll call my mom, <laughs> right? <laughs> but for, you know, clients or whatever, I, I will a lot of times relieve them a Facebook voice message using Facebook Messenger. And it's as simple as, hey, Jeff, I thought it was your birthday today. Just want to reach out. Hope you're having an awesome day today and uh, looking forward to, to seeing you soon. And I have to say, every time I do that, almost every time I do that, the reaction is, oh, my gosh, that was so cool. How did you do that? Thank you so much. And it's a little way to surprise and delight and delight somebody. They don't expect it, right? And they hear your voice. And so it just it just it's just one small example of just like taking it to the next level to do the unexpected, if that makes sense. Can you give us a quick walkthrough on how you actually use that functionality? 
Yeah. So when you're in Facebook Messenger, uh, basically Facebook Messenger for for people who don't know is the Facebook app, which will allow you to send private messages to people. Uh, But within the app, I'm just opening it up as I'm talking to you really quick. You basically you you compose a new message. And as you're composing a new message, there's at the bottom of your screen, there's a number of different icons. You can you can type, you can add an emoji. And there's a little there's a little microphone icon. And so when you click the microphone icon, then you'll you'll see a big red button that says record. And I'm using an iPhone, so an Android, it might look a little bit different. But once you click the microphone icon, there's a record button. You hit record, and you only have a minute, which I've learned the hard way, so you can't go on and on. Uh, you hit record, and then you talk, just talk in your phone, and then you let go of the button, and it just sends it to, uh, to whoever you sent it to. And they don't need the app to listen to it. They can listen to it on regular Facebook or, or, or whatever it may be. It'll just show up as a kind of a, a little audio file that they just click on and they can listen to. That's really cool. That has a lot of different applications when it comes to, you know, various ways we need to communicate with different clients and, and partners. You know, millennials, yeah. of course, being one would be interesting one to test. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool. All right. So that's a great application. Right. It's especially great too if you're if you if you don't want to get on camera just yet and you just mm. want to leave an audio message. <laughs> that's a great way to uh, to start. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, I, we have to do a whole separate session just on video alone. Mm-hmm. Um, we should. <laughs> okay, so traditional marketing plus new tech. Um, so, how uh, you know advice for people on building relationships? You talk about relationships are built with small interactions. Let's say yeah. I'm a loan officer. Um, I've got a page, I've got some realtors following me, you know, and I want to be able to convert some of those realtors that are following me to some coffee meetings or whatever to see if we can have a referral partner relationship. Sure. How would you recommend I go about doing that? So there's a, there's a couple things. First of all, um, and I'll just I'll, I'll talk about it in the, in the context of Facebook, because I do think Facebook's one of the best ways to do mm-hmm. this. So what I would recommend is, first of all, you do have a business page, so you'd want to have a business page where you're, you know, pretty, you know, being consistent about posting content, being helpful. I mean, you're doing Facebook Lives and you're putting out good content on your business page. Mm-hmm. But where the relationship building piece of it, especially for a mortgage professional who's trying to build those relationships with realtors, in my opinion, one of the best places to do that is actually on your personal profile on Facebook. So. Your personal profile obviously can't be all about business. It's actually against Facebook's terms of service to, you know, completely have your personal profile be all about business. But what you can do, one of the things I recommend is on your personal profile, if you're friends with 10 or 20 agents, whatever it might might be, Facebook has a great functionality where you can create a list. You can go to facebook.com forward slash bookmarks forward slash lists. Mm-hmm. And you can create a list. Now you could, you know, organize all your friends in the list if you really wanted to. But at a minimum, you can create a list, and the lists are private, so the agents aren't going to know they're on a list. But you might create a list of and just call it, you know, local agents or whatever you want to call it. And once you've put, you know, five, ten, twenty of those agents into a list, one of the best things that you can do is when you're on Facebook, maybe you'll maybe you only do have a few minutes a day. Go to your list of agents, spend five or 10 minutes, look through that list. And what you'll see is instead of your noisy news feed of 500 people, you'll see the 20 agents you want to connect with. And then you take a few minutes to like or comment, interact on what they're talking about. Maybe they're talking about their, their kids or their dogs or their, whatever they're talking about. And you take a few minutes to comment and interact. And obviously don't click like on everything. Don't be creepy. Don't be that person. <laughs> <laughs> right. No stalkers. <laughs> no stalkers, exactly. And maybe there's an opportunity to reach out, say happy birthday, whatever it might be. And the reason why that's so important is every like, every share, every comment, it adds up. And that's how we build these relationships over the course of time. So when you can get really intentional about connecting and, and engaging with people on that personal level over the course of time, it makes a lot of sense, you know, after a few weeks or a few months to reach out and say, it's been so great keeping in touch with you. Well, you know, gosh, it looks like you had such a great time in Hawaii. I'd love to, to catch a coffee with you and to see how we could collaborate. You know, how does your week, how does, uh, you know, next week look for you? Uh, and, and that's an e- kind of an easy transition, you know, from versus just, a you know, out of the blue. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, so I think that's that's one of the things. And we see that with, uh, you know, a lot of the people who are part of our academy. That's honestly one of the number one things that they're doing to get new business and to build relationships 
is they're creating those lists within Facebook. You can do it on Twitter too. So if you prefer Twitter, you can create Twitter lists. Uh, but if you find most of your agents are on Facebook, it's a really simple uh, thing to do. So that would be a big thing. Wow. Great tips. Yeah. I'm going to dive into that and experiment with that for sure. I like yeah, it. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, so some great tips there. And, and now I'm thinking of you know, these various, when I talk to a lot of loan officers, you know, I hear a lot of, you know, good and bad stuff about social media. It depends on where people are at about that. They've got their own beliefs. What is your thought on automating your social media? Meaning, you know, as you know, there's companies out there that will automate posts for you where essentially you're not posting anything at all. And then there's the, the hybrid where you got some that are doing it for you and you chime in and personalize some of your own. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Huh, well, <laughs> uh, where do I start? So I think, <laughs> I think some automation, when it's done right. I and by think, the way, just, uh, just not to interrupt you, sorry, but yeah. as you, I think you already know, I'm not talking about like buffer, right? Mm -hmm. That That's different than what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, if, if, if I wasn't clear on that, just for the listeners, I'm talking about uh, platforms that will actually um, publish content that they produce for you on your behalf versus using something like Buffer, which is going to automatically post your own posts, for example. So sorry for that. Right. Just wanted to be clear, but go ahead. No, I, I appreciate that. I think that makes a difference. Um, well, at the risk of sounding controversial. <laughs> All right. Controversy. <laughs> we like it. Uh, I'm honestly not a really not a big fan of companies that create all the content and post everything for you. And I think I think they have the best of intentions. I think there there is some great content that's out there. I've seen some com some companies do it well, but the problem is is that social media is social, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the example I can give is imagine having a dinner party with your ten most important clients, and instead of you being there, you send your assistant. <laughs> great <laughs> example. I like that. So that's kind of how I I view it now. You know, like you said, there's nothing wrong with using Buffer or I, I love using Hootsuite to mm -hmm. schedule out some of your content. I mean, I'm a huge believer in thinking ahead and, and you know, planning out your social just like you would do with any other marketing or maybe you have a, an assistant or, a, a you know, a, a freelance copywriter who's helping you with some of that. There's nothing wrong with that part of it, especially from a content perspective. But if you're I just I see too often, you know, mortgage professionals and, and realtors who who understand that they want to solve this kind of you know, quote unquote problem with social media and they just turn they turn over the keys to the kingdom and they're like, great, I'll pay this person or this company, you know, 50 bucks a month or whatever it is to post for me. And it, it to, to, in my opinion, it's just putting a bandaid over it. It's not actually like taking advantage of the opportunity that, that is with social. So mm. I understand why, why a lot of people do it because they think it's helping, but it's not, it's not really helping. I think something <laughs> is better than nothing. Right, right. Uh, and and I disagree. I, I think, you know, if, you, if you're not going to do it, if you really, really, you know, don't like it and it's just not your thing, I get that. I mean, in, in some ways, it might be better to not be there, mm. you know, to be there, but not really be there, if that makes sense. No, totally. A couple of thoughts I have on that. One is, um, you know, it's like you alluded to with sending your assistant to the, the dinner party. You can't outsource your relationships. Right? Exactly. Nobody can build those but you. And so, you know, the, uh, automating con somebody else writing your content for you, if it's not in your, if it's not you, that's going to show up, right? Exactly. Exactly. And there, and, and I'll, I want to be clear too and say that there is, there's nothing wrong with having, you know, if you have the, the budget to have a marketing person or an assistant or someone who can help with certain things. For example, I know a lot of mortgage professionals who, who hire a copywriter and they help them write, create blog content or they have a videographer who helps them, you know, edit video or, and that's perfectly fine, right? You, mm -hmm. you know, not every mortgage person is a, a writer. I get that. Right. But it's the personal side. You can't outsource that. You can't have your assistant looking at your, you know, client list on Facebook going, happy birthday, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm going to guess you could, but it, you just, it, you're, you're, you're missing a huge opportunity there. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so back to, um, like you said, scheduling makes sense using something like, uh, Hootsuite or, or Buffer. And, um, you know, I know you're talking to all, a big part of your focus is, is getting smart with social media and stop wasting time. So what other best practices do you recommend for people to be able to manage this, right? Okay. I bought into it. I know I need to be on social media and I got some ideas on what I could be doing, but hell, I just haven't had the time. How do I fit this into my schedule? 
Well, I think I think there's a couple things. I think one of the big things to think about is is content. You know, is thinking about how can I tell the story of what does it feel like to work with me? Mm-hmm. Where is there what kind of value? How am I different than every other mortgage professional in town? And so what I would recommend if, if someone's at the starting place or maybe they've been on social a while and they're kind of trying to take it to the next level. Honestly, where I think the best place to start is with a calendar and whether that's a physical calendar or a Google calendar or a spreadsheet and start to think about what are the what are the topics that you could talk about that you could start to create content for the next few weeks, few months, you know, next 30, 60 days and start to kind of plug things in. So it might be as simple as, okay, back to school's coming up. I can talk about that. We've got the holidays coming up, like tax time. You start to kind of plug in things that are, you know, that are relevant and you start to kind of to, to plan ahead and to think about that. And then you can go, okay, well, if these are the topics I'm going to talk about, how is that going to happen? Am I going to do it on Facebook Live? Am I going to create a blog? Uh, you know, and figure out how how that's actually going to, to be created. Um, but kind of taking a step back and, and sort of creating an editorial calendar, if mm. you will. I, I think that makes that makes a big difference. And then after you've thought about that, really putting in your schedule when that's going to happen. So whether it's every Friday at 10 a.m., you're going to do a Facebook Live, or maybe you prefer to, to you know, write a blog post, or you're going to schedule some of your content. For most agents and brokers and mortgage professionals, if it's not on their calendar, it's not going to happen. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, so just carving a carving out some time. And I mean, the good news is it doesn't necessarily have to take an inordinate amount of time. I would say that the, uh, a lot of the academy members that, that, that we're working with, they are spending anywhere from about five to eight hours a week on scheduling, creating content, engaging with people. It's not a lot of time. It's just making the time to do it. Hmm. No, that's great advice. And you know, just, just personally speaking, I can re- relate to that so much in terms of building out an editorial or a content calendar. You've, it's not going to happen unless you do that because I'm sure you've been there. You know, we're all sitting there in front of our machines. We're like, okay, gosh, it's Wednesday at 8 a.m. What the heck am I going to post today? Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I know sometimes when you say like editorial calendar, it just sounds like this, oh, this yeah. huge project. But the advice I can give everybody is, you know, when it's late at night or early in the morning, depending if you're a night owl or, or an early bird, just shut everything down, take out a piece of paper and just for 10 minutes, just brainstorm on, you know, I, 10, 20, 30 things. What are things that people ask you all the time? What are things that you just know so easily? And I think for a lot of people, especially in mortgage and real estate, they're like, gosh, doesn't everybody know that? You know, when, when things are so easy to you that you just, you just know them, those are great topics, yes. right? So just right. brainstorm and that's where you start. Okay, real quickly then, let's let's um, talk a little bit about educate our listeners on um, curating content because there's obviously your own content, cu- you know, create it, but then there's this thing called curate content. Um, right. Break that down a little bit if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, absolutely. So I, my opinion is that I think one of the best best things you can do for social media is obviously there's there's a relationship piece of it, which we already talked about, and then there's the content piece of it. So. Uh, you know, unless you are a, you know, a full on media company, it's very hard to create every single piece of content right. uh, that you're going to put out there. So obviously, you've got created content. And the other part of that is curated, which means you're, you're finding really great content. Um, and there's a couple a couple ways that, that I like to do it. One of my favorite tools uh, is a it's a paid subscription, but I, I think it's really, really helpful. It's a tool called buzzsumo.com. Mm hmm. Buzzsumo.com, you I, you know you pay a monthly fee or, or whatever it is. But what's great about that, you can actually put in search terms and it'll pull up for you trending topics, things that are most relevant. Uh, you know, so for me, I talk a lot about social media, and it's always great to be able to go there first to see what's the latest thing that's happening with Facebook, what's the latest thing with Snapchat or or, or real estate or mortgage, and it's really a simple way to curate great content quickly. So I'll find links and articles. Um, and by the way, curating, as you know, but I always like to clarify this curating doesn't mean you're copying and pasting content and putting it on your site. It simply means you're sharing a link you're sharing a video and saying, this is a great read, or this is, you know, what a great video. And you're, you're giving your two cents and you're sharing that on Facebook or any of your other social networks. Yeah. By the way, that's a great kind of, um, distinction there because a lot of people just, just, you know, blankly share links and Mm -hmm. content with no comment, no personalization on it. But I, right. think, I think that's a great point I don't want to overlook is why are you even sharing this video or this piece of content with your audience? You need to add your two cents, so to speak, about that, right? Exactly. And it doesn't have to be a whole long thing. It can no. just be, 
you know, this is a great read. You yeah. know, I definitely recommend, you know, checking this out, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Or pose a question to your audience. Yep. Hey, you know, found some good points in here. What do you think? Exactly. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. The other quick tip I'll just give really quick for curating, um, sort of a secret tip for whatever reason, a lot of people don't realize <laughs> that you can do this. <laughs> um, but also on Facebook, you know, we talked about Facebook lists for friends, but you can also create what's called Facebook interest lists, mm-hmm. which I find to be really great for curating content. And basically what an interest list is, is, is you can create a list where you put in some of your favorite business pages. Okay. And for example, so if, if I'm a realtor in the San Francisco Bay Area, I could create a, a, an interest list based on things around San Francisco. So maybe the interest list would be, you know, SF Gate or the SF Chronicle or local reporters or my favorite coffee shop. And I could put in, you know, 5, 10, 20 pages that have to do with my local area. And then when I'm looking to curate content, maybe a couple times a week when I'm looking to schedule out some of that, some of that content, I could pull up that interest list. And it'll show me sort of a news feed of just those pages. So again, it's kind of a way to sort of segment. You probably already like a number of business pages and and things in your area. But for real estate and mortgage, it's great to be able to to put out that really local relevant content. And creating an interest list is a really easy way to do that. Wow. That's really cool. I didn't know about that. Good tip. Yeah. Thank you. I'll be saving myself some time on curating content. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. And then, of course, there's like, you know, in terms of best practices, there's like a balance, right, of, of, of self-generated content versus curated. What, what do you say to that? You know, the more original content you can put out, the better. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just kind of the, the, the cold, hard truth <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when possible. But where I think there's a big opportunity is you don't necessarily need to reinvent the wheel all the time. So for just as an example, we we uh, publish a blog post once a week. That blog post is our pillar piece of content. And out of that blog post, we create a lot of little individual pieces of content that might end up being, you know, a few snaps on Snapchat. It might end up being a few graphics on Instagram. It might be, a, you know, a few tweets on Twitter. And so although you're creating content, it's it's a way of kind of slicing and dicing it, you know, 10 or 15 different ways. Um, and I think, honestly, in an in a, in a ideal world, you know, if you can have half created content, half curated content, like sort of that nice 50-50 balance, um, the better. But I really think one of the big opportunities is to be able to take, like your show right here, you know, this is a great example. You could take this show and break it up into, you know, 10, 10 little teeny, you know, quotes that you put out on Instagram over the course of three months, right? And it's all directing back to this one piece of pillar content. Mm. So, you know, just kind of thinking through that process. And there's some great tools out there to, to do that as well. You got a couple? <laughs> yes, of course. That's a good segue, right? <laughs> uh, uh, one of my favorite tools is Canva. Okay, uh, yeah. Love Canva. Canva is awesome. And uh, what I really like about Canva, there's Canva for, for work. So Canva.com is free. Canva for work, I think it's like 10 or 15 bucks a month or something. And uh, it's really easy to add in your logos, your colors, your fonts, make it really easy to be able to, to create quotes and graphics. Uh, you know, if you're not a, if you're not a graphic designer, you don't have Photoshop, super easy to do. There's also an app now. There's the uh, Canva iPhone and Android app, mm. uh, which makes it really easy if you're like me and you're on the go. You know, you just create it really fast on your phone, um, which uh, which is really great. There's there's some other great apps that are out there also. One of my favorite iPhone apps is an app called Word Swag. <laughs> which is a, a fun app to create, you know, quotes and graphics really quickly and easily from your phone. Yeah. And this is a great point because again, I know the listeners, right. Hearing this are like, it goes back to that. Oh, well, how do I have time to do that? And and this is how you have time to do that is number yeah. one, right. Have a plan, map out kind of your content strategy, even if it's just a week at a time and your, whatever your schedule is, if it's once a week, great. If it's twice, you know, whatever you can fit into that, um, yeah. And then identify those the platforms. I'm just doing a recap for you here. Mm-hmm. Identify the platforms you want to be on, if it's Facebook or something else. Um, and then uh, what are the tools you're going to use to share that content? Is it something like uh, Hootsuite or Buffer or some of the other tools out there? I know you're a fan of, I think, Meet Edgar as well. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. And then, right, how are you going to repurpose that? Because I think that's a great point you shared. And a lot of people overlook this is is – taking that existing content and repurposing in that. And, and yeah, that's going to take, uh, maybe it takes a half hour, right? To be able to slice mm-hmm. and dice that one blog post or that one Facebook share. But um, the value, the mileage you get from that is well worth you fitting that time in. I guess 
as compared to what else would you be doing, you know? Right. Yeah, it, it makes a big difference. I mean, if, if you're creating really great content, like doing a podcast is a great example. I mean, it takes time to, to organize it, to put it together. And that's it's a big piece of content, you know. So being able to take it to the next level and really get the most mileage out of it, I think, makes a lot of sense. And my, my tip, by the way, for doing this is I'm a big fan of batching my content, which means if I'm going to sit down for 20 minutes and do a video, if I can do one video, I can do four, mm. right? Or if I can do one graphic, I can do six. So you just, you know, it's a matter of not getting distracted, which is sometimes difficult. Sure. But, you know, you, you just kind of batch your content. I, I, I believe the same thing with scheduling. You know, generally every Friday I sit down and I schedule the next five to seven days, right? And you're, you're thinking ahead and you start to get in this process of, of, of thinking ahead and, and, and creating multiple pieces of content. And it, it just, the, the more you do it, the faster it gets. You know, cool. you'll, for me, I can write a blog post in 30 minutes. It used to take me half a day. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so you just get better. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay, cool. So we're almost at the end of our time here, but I did want to, I promised to talk about some highlights from the, from the Inman Connect conference in San Francisco. And I'm assuming, you know, the mortgage folks that are listening to this know what Inman is. I don't, I, I'm trying to think, how do I articulate or describe Inman? What did you refer to that <laughs> as? The Wall Street Journal of Real Estate? <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah, it's sort of the Wall Street Journal for real estate. Right. It's, and they uh, do all these conferences and everything. They have like the best of the best for speakers and thought leaders there. And obviously, you, you've been part of that for a long, long time. Um, but I'm looking through the thread here of like, you know, uh, uh, what did you call this? Takeaways from, from mm -hmm. Inman. And and. Mm -hmm. There's one I do want to talk about just because I thought it was a great example. Uh, and of course, Gary Vee gets all the attention. Uh, right. <laughs> so he had that comment. And this is why this is why I think this is relevant, why I'm sharing it. For those that are hearing this going, you know, it's funny because, you know, I, I, my wife and I were talking about my mom the other day. And it's like, well, you know, I mean, you could be on social media, on Facebook, whatever. And, you know, you ever hear those phrases? It's like, <laughs> oh, you kids today. And, oh, I'm not on social and all this kind of stuff. And it stood out for me because I just had that conversation. And Gary shared something. Um which was, I think, you know, I may be paraphrasing here, but basically he's like, yeah, at one point you didn't know how to ride a bike, but you learned how to do that too, right? <laughs> exactly. Which I could just see Gary saying. <laughs> that's exactly, yes. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. In fact, he, he, might, he, might, he either said it about a bike or a car, you know, it's like at one point. Car, you yeah. Know, you didn't know how to do it, but you figured it out, right? right. And <laughs> you figured it out. And, exactly. and his point around that is just because something, you didn't grow up with something doesn't mean it doesn't have value. Exactly. And, and it's fine. It's interesting because I have a few friends. I don't know if you do, but I've got a few friends who are still like, you know, I'm not on Facebook. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're like, well, what do you get out of being on? And I know there's, it's a mixed bag, right? There's, especially with the political stuff going on. Oh, my gosh. It's sure. crazy. People <laughs> feel like they can just vent and be somebody who they're not, right, in person. Right. And that's very annoying. I'll give it that. But uh, <laughs> there's so much other benefits I get from that. I'm like, you know, I share these little news tips with them or did you know this has happened or that has happened? I'm like... Where are you living? Are you living under a rock, man? How right, else do right. you get your news? Are you CNN? I don't think so. <laughs> exactly. No, it's it's true. I, I think a lot of people, I, I, I wouldn't say a lot, but there's still definitely people uh, of all different generations. It's not a, you know, it's not a generational thing. I mean, there's, I'm in my 40s and there's people who are my age who are like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not on it at all. And, uh, you know, and, yeah. and then, then, then I talk to people, you know, in their 80s and they're all over Facebook. So, you know, <laughs> I, I just think, you know, you're, you, you're, my opinion is, is that you're, if you're not on your, you are kind of missing out on, mm. you know, it's it just, it's the way, whether we like it or not, it's the way the world is communicating right now. And, you know, one of the things Gary Vaynerchuk talked about is he's, which I thought he made a really good point. He said, you know, how many of you in the room, he, he said, you know, raise your hand if you, if you DVR your, or you TiVo your, mm. your television shows and just about everybody raised their hand. And he said, and think about it, you know, when you're, uh, do you watch the commercials? No, we fast forward through the commercials. And then what do you do? You pick up your phone, right? And that's where the digital eyeballs all are right now is they're on your mobile device. Mm. So, you know, will that be true two or three years from now? Probably if, you know, you know, who knows what'll be the next big thing, but it's true right now. Right. And, you know, okay. you're, you're missing out if you're not there. <laughs> yeah. So that was my personal rant. Um, but um, <laughs> anyway, to kind of bring it, bring it back to a close here, what is besides the Gary V, you know, I'm sure that was wonderful. Um, what is one or two things that stand out for you for um, maybe what's, what's coming around the bend, obviously real estate specific, Really just that you walked away just going like, wow, you know, okay, I need to tell my people about this. 
Well, I think the big thing, one of the big things, um, which we already kind of touched on a little bit, was just this whole, uh, you know, movement towards live, you mm. know, whether it's Snapchat, which is very kind of raw and in the moment, um, Facebook Live, uh, you know, which rolled out a few uh, earlier this year. And we are really kind of going through a, another big shift you know first there was the internet first everybody had to get websites and then we thought you know this is going to really last and then there was myspace and then there was facebook and now it's like that's not going away and now we've sort of come to this next era of not just video but but live video and in the moment and you know for i think a lot of us and you kind of touch on this with some of your comments sometimes i think we are we're kind of tired of of, of those perfect perfect posts, right? Everything's mm. perfect. My life is perfect. Everything is great, <laughs> right? On, on Facebook and Instagram. And I think we're we're kind of craving a little bit more of that authenticity, yes. that um, realness. And I know authenticity is such a buzzword, but uh, that's where I think we're going when it comes to, uh, to Facebook Live and, and Snapchat. And I just think the opportunity is so wide open right now in real estate and mortgage. And if you, you know, if you want to differentiate yourself, like now is the time to do it. You know. you know what's coming up for me when I hear you say that, and this is just, you know this as well, it's been true since the dawn of time. Uh, we're just looking for additional connections. Yeah. Right? We want to connect with other human beings. That's what we do. And I know you've heard it said this way as well in the past. Social media is just another way to connect. Now, I will add my personal caveat that it will never replace in person, right? Right. And particularly in a business sense, you need to be face-to-face, um, which Absolutely. a lot of my, my followers know. However, it's an extension of that, and it gives kind of a really cool, unique, and different way um, to engage and connect and build those relationships. But to, to kind of your point of the talk you gave at Inman is, you know, having that traditional marketing be married up with new tech. That's mm-hmm. the ideal scenario. Yeah, absolutely. There is nothing like meeting face to face. There's nothing like, uh, you know, sitting across the table from somebody or, you know, connecting with them at Starbucks or, or anything like that. It's just social media makes the face to face so much better, right? Yeah. Because you just, you've built that relationship. And, you know, in the past, we would do things like send mass, you know, we would we would do like these chain email newsletters or, or you know, whatever we did to, to you know, sort of keep in touch with people. And mm. now we we can scale it. You know, we, it used to be too hard to keep in touch with everybody when we went to high school with and all of our college friends. And, right. and what's interesting about that, by the way, is that there's been a lot of studies done about where business comes from with social media. And ironically, most of the business that comes from social media isn't necessarily from our best friends on Facebook, but it's from people who are on the fringe of our lives. The people who we normally wouldn't have kept kept in touch with 10 years ago, like our, you know, college roommate mm-hmm. or, <laughs> you know, a friend of a friend of a friend. That's where, according to Facebook, most of the business comes from is that friend of a friend, those fringe relationships, which is, uh, which is really interesting. Wow, that is. So, we are out of time. I know you're busy. We've actually gone a little bit over, so I'm grateful for that. You know, um, I would love to have you back if you're open to it at some point to maybe take a deep dive on Facebook ads because I do think there's a yes. great opportunity for loan officers there and realtors, of course. Absolutely. So if you, you're open to that, I'm sure the audience yeah. would love to have you back. So before we wrap, though, um, for those who want to learn more, I know we talked about your new academy, Get Social Smart, which is awesome and really takes a deep dive for people. But how, where do you want to direct people listening right now to you know, who want to learn more about you and connect. Absolutely. And I would love to come back, by the way. There's Thank so you. much we could talk. <laughs> we could talk so much more about Facebook ads and everything. Um, I'll give the, the listeners two links. So um, first of all, my website, katielance.com. Uh, it's a great place to connect. You can sign up for my email newsletter there. Um, when you sign up for the email newsletter, you'll get a free copy of my content grid. So if you're, you know, we talked a little bit about editorial calendars and planning, uh, and that's a great free resource um, at katielance.com. And then, yes, our academy, if you're really ready to take things to the next level and you're looking for uh, social media education, specifically for real estate and mortgage, we've got an amazing online academy. It's just getsocialsmart.com where uh, real estate professionals, mortgage professionals, they can log in any time of day. They've got access to a complete uh, library, which teaches social media training, content training, everything we talk about. So uh, it's it's a really exciting opportunity. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, for your experience. Uh, I got a lot out of it and I'm sure the listeners did as well. So, um, you know, can't say enough. Thank you so much and we appreciate it and look forward to the next one. Thank you so much, Jeff. And thank you everyone who listened today. Really appreciate being on.
All right, listeners, once again, this is Jeff Zimfer, your host of Mortgage Marketing Radio. Thanks for tuning in. And by the way, if you like today's episode or the other ones, make sure to take a moment and subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a rating. You don't want to miss out on the next up-and-coming episodes. And uh, just let you know, I appreciate you being here. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at MortgageMarketingInstitute.com. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before, and I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business, let's just face it, agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.